And a very good day to you. This is Pastor Mark Whelan with Touch of God. We're continuing this second program on trusting, hoping, and putting your faith towards your Creator, your Heavenly Father, your Lord Jesus, giving Him all your cares and burdens continually. It is not our job to carry our burdens. It is the mercy and grace of our Lord Jesus who invites us to cast our cares upon Him because His yoke is easy and His burden is light. If the Lord is asking for our cares, that means our yoke is not easy, our burden is not light. But we need to make those burdens light by placing them on the Lord who can handle it. We are not supposed to handle these heavy weights on us day in, day out. We must give them to the Lord because He cares for us. According to First Peter chapter 5, verse 7, it says, Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all, on Him. For He cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. This is once and for all. Give Him everything. Give Him everything in your life, including all of these cares, anxieties, worries, because they are not good for us to carry. And they keep us preoccupied with things that the Lord should be handling, sometimes completely by himself, and sometimes he'll work through us to solve the problems. We need to give everything up to him because he cares for you, because he loves you, and he knows it's not for us to bear. So if Peter is saying we need to cast the whole of our cares upon Jesus, they are not ours to carry. If we decide to continue to carry them, that means we're being disobedient to the Lord. It means we're saying, I should not bother God. God is not the one who should take care of my problems. Or you believe perhaps that God will not take care of them even if you give them to him. Well, the scriptures are true. They are holy scriptures. They are the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. And these scriptures say that we should do this. We should cast our cares upon the Lord and let him deal with those things. Because the Lord wants to deal with things in his way, and he doesn't want us to fix things our way. Because maybe he has greater ideas on the way to tackle a problem that blesses other people in the process. But if we fix something ourselves, we may not be allowing the Lord into solving the problem, and maybe others will not be blessed because we will do it our way. Souls are so precious to the Lord, and He wants you to trust in Him with all your cares, so you can go with Him to tell others about Him without having all of this other baggage, these other concerns on your mind. How can we be a good witness? if we don't trust God enough to tell others that they can do the same. He wants to take your burdens because he paid for you to be set free. He has plenty of room for your issues because of what Jesus said as recorded in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. This is the Amplified Classic Edition of the Bible. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am gentle, meek, and humble, lowly in heart. And you will find rest 
relief and ease and refreshment, and recreation and blessed quiet for your souls. For my yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be borne. Last week we were saying that there is going to be breakthrough today. So we want to know what breakthroughs you had and will have today during this program and during this coming week. We'd love to hear from you based on what breakthroughs you had because of your testimonies. They are powerful for others to hear because it will help their faith, their hope, their trust, casting their cares upon the Lord like you are doing right now. So please get in touch with us so we can read some of your testimonies out on this program. We can be reached at the website tog.world or touchofgod.world, or you can call us at country code 1-407-705-3151. We'd love to hear from you and pray for you over the phone as well. So continuing on, if we do not cast our cares upon the Lord, and we do not see a end to our solution, then hopelessness can set in in our hearts. And it can stem from the conclusion in our minds that no one can do anything to help us and that it is impossible for the situation to turn around. So we feel hopeless because we don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. The tunnel continues dark. However, our conclusions are misplaced and they are based on our natural life's experiences, what we have experienced in life before, and what we have seen other people go through. We have concluded these things of what we see, and not the unseen. The world that doesn't know Jesus tries to fix its own issues. However, the fix for the lost soul in the world is usually only temporary, or there is some form of a payment that's needed to see the problem go away. Not so with our God the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The payment was already made for you. Jesus paid with his blood so that you could be set free from being held captive to sin, sickness, pain, and all forms of suffering and other forms of evil. Romans chapter 8 verses 1 to 2. Therefore there is now no condemnation, no adjudging guilty of wrong for those who are in Christ Jesus, who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the Spirit. This means if you are in Christ and you are focused on walking with the Lord, doing the right thing and not slipping back and trying to do sinful things, then you are walking according to the Spirit. So therefore there is no adjudging guilty of wrong. There is no condemnation or guilt for you. Verse 2, For the law of the Spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being, obviously we were created brand new, has freed me from the law of sin and of death. Praise God. We are freed from the law of sin and of death. And death would include forms of sickness, disease, because a sickness and disease that's left long enough will ultimately lead to the death of our physical body. I pray any hopelessness that you feel today disappears and is replaced with hope in Jesus. This is what I would like for you today to do, is place everything at his altar. Place all your burdens, all your worries, all your cares. And as you do that, do not believe the thought that comes to your mind that it's not going to be solved. 
because I let this go, now it's going to fail. No, if you let it go, the Lord will intervene. He will get involved because you're allowing him to. All the time you have your arms around a problem, the Lord will not take it from you because the Lord does not force us to do anything against our free will. So he's waiting for us to open our arms, not just for that big hug and beautiful loving relationship, but also to let go of the junk that we've been holding against us for so long. You can trust the Lord will help you if you allow him to. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, many of you know this verse already, but seek, aim at, and strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, and then all these things taken together will be given you besides. So if you have a burden that is too great a weight to carry, if you seek the Lord first, if you put in first, you tell your mind, I will think on the things of the Lord. I will focus on the Lord. I will focus on his scriptures. I will have a relationship, a deeper relationship with the Lord Jesus. He becomes the most important thing because he is the most important being in our lives, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Everything else will become smaller and you will be able to trust the Lord more to deal with these other things. And all these other things will be given you besides all these other things, including clothes and food and shelter, they will be given you, but also the Lord will take care of all the other issues that you've already placed at his feet at his altar. Because you put him first, he will take care of all your other things because you have placed all those things at his feet. God doesn't force us to seek him or place him first in our lives, but he deeply desires that we would want to. When we arrive at the place where we desire in our hearts, not our minds, in our hearts to put God first, when we rearrange our priorities, then God will rearrange and sort out everything in our lives. In a relationship, your best friend always wants to help and see you prosper. God is better than your best friend. He loves you and created you and is jealous for your heart and your time. I pray at this moment that the Holy Spirit is revealing to you anything that may be causing God to be number two or three or lower in the list of your day instead of number one in your life. If we are not seeking Him first above all things, then we are placing one or more things above Him. God sees those of us who have received Jesus as Lord, as His children, growing up into his sons and daughters. He paid with his son's life for you because you are worth it to him. You are worth it to him. You are worth it to him today. You were worth dying for. He cherishes you. He loves you. He has many, many thoughts every moment of the day about you. He watches over you affectionately. We know that from First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. 1 John chapter 4, verse 19, we love him because he first loved us. Remember, he loved us first while we didn't know him, while we were sinning in his face in front of him, because he sees all things. Nothing goes unnoticed by the Lord. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 says, Now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do superabundantly 
far over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. Now, there is a lot of words in this verse, and the Amplified Classic brings out the richness of the meaning of this verse. But look at the word infinitely there. Infinitely. That goes on forever. So that means that the Lord can do far above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers. So if you think you just sent a high enough prayer to the Lord, well, infinitely beyond that awesome prayer, that great prayer that you prayed, infinitely beyond that, God can do beyond your desires, beyond your thoughts, beyond your hopes or dreams. All we have to do is put him first. All we have to do is say, yes, Lord, you can do this. I place this in your hands because you told me to. Lord, because you love me and you care for me affectionately. God is a loving father. He has never hurt us. He will never hurt us. He is gentle. He is righteous. He is holy. He is a lover of justice. He will repay the wicked in the day. But he loves you. He loves you very much. And there is no harm done by spending more time with him every day. When you think that you have no time for the Lord because you have so many other things to do, the Lord is outside of time. He can supernaturally alter the time of your day and allow you to still get those things done if you place him first. And you cannot figure out how the Lord does it because it's still the same number of hours in the day, but somehow he does it if you place him first. If you place him second or lower, your day will be full of chores that you barely have enough time to do them in. The book of Joel, chapter 3, verse 16. The Lord will thunder and roar from Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem, and the heavens and the earth shall shake. But the Lord will be a refuge for his people and a stronghold to the children of Israel. Now we know that the Gentiles, we are also now grafted in to the promise, to the inheritance of the kingdom of heaven. He is a refuge for us as well as his chosen people, the children of Israel. Seek the refuge of the Lord under the shelter of the Almighty. Psalm chapter 91. Indeed, Proverbs chapter 18 verse 10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower, the consistently righteous man, upright and in right standing with God, runs into it and is safe, high above evil and strong. We have a safe place with the Lord. He wants to take our cares, cast your cares upon Him, because we need to get back to the relationship with Him. He wants you to put all the things at His altar, on His table, so that He may deal with them, because He wants you to focus on Him. If you have things to fix, things to solve, you are using up precious time in the day that you could be thinking on the Lord instead. Remember at the end of the day that we are co-laborers with God. He wants to work with us. He wants to co-labor. He wants to co-work. He's saying that we are co-workers and co-laborers with him. So we are supposed to be together with the Lord, going about telling people about Jesus and showing and believing that the Lord will flow through us with miracles, signs, and wonders. We need to give him all of our problems so that we can do what he told us to do without distractions. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 says, So let us seize and hold fast, and retain without wavering the hope we cherish, and confess, and our acknowledgement of it, for he who promised is reliable, sure, and faithful to his word. 
Psalm chapter 9 verse 9. The Lord also will be a refuge and a high tower for the oppressed, a refuge and a stronghold in times of trouble, high cost, destitution, and desperation. If you have high cost for things that you're paying for right now, and you see your finances depleting or completely gone, and you owe people money, trust in the Lord. I speak today over your life in the name of Jesus. The Lord is your provider. He will not fail you. I thank you, Lord. I bind the hand of the devil trying to steal from this precious soul's finances. Satan, in Jesus' name, you will give back what you stole and then more. Psalm chapter 33, verse 18. Behold, the Lord's eye is upon those who fear him, who revere and worship him with awe, who wait for him and hope in his mercy and loving kindness. When you hope on something, you wait. You're waiting on the Lord. You're hoping in him, but you're believing. You're not doubting. You're believing that he will come through for you. Just because you do not see your result yet in the natural doesn't mean God is not at work preparing for it in the invisible realm, in the supernatural realm that we cannot see with our naked eyes. Verse 18 again, Behold, the Lord's eye is upon those who fear him, who revere and worship him with awe. This is the posture we need to have, brothers and sisters. We need to revere and worship the Lord with awe because he's so deserving of it. We shouldn't do it just because we want something. We should do it because he so deserves it. And we adore him and we love him for who he is. Who revere and worship him with awe, who wait for him and hope in his mercy and loving kindness. Verse 19, to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. Our inner selves wait earnestly for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For in him does our heart rejoice, because we have trusted, relied on, and been confident in his holy name. Let your mercy and loving kindness, O Lord, be upon us in proportion to our waiting and hoping for you. Obviously, this is a psalm of David as is Psalm 71, which we're going to read now. Verse 1, In you, O Lord, do I put my trust and confidently take refuge. Let me never be put to shame or confusion. Deliver me in your righteousness and cause me to escape. Bow down your ear to me and save me. Be to me a rock of refuge in which to dwell and a sheltering stronghold to which I may continually resort which you have appointed to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. There's definitely a theme in the last few scriptures here that the Lord is your strong tower. He is your rock and your fortress. He's the safe place. Seek him. Continue to revere him. Continue to enjoy that secret place, time with him in your prayer closet, in your car, on the way to work, as you're walking. Wherever you have peace and quiet in your heart and no one is distracting you or no device, no phone is distracting you, you can focus your heart on the Lord and there he is, there he is. Verse 4, rescue me, O my God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the grasp of the unrighteous and ruthless man. For you are my hope, O Lord God, you are my trust from my youth and the source of my confidence. Upon you have I leaned and relied from birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb, and you have been my benefactor from that day. My praise is continually of you. The word benefactor there is someone who helps someone else with provision and what they need. 
So the Lord is the benefactor of us. He provides all that we need. We simply have to continue to trust him and thank him for what we already have from him. Continually worshipping him and thanking him, not legalistically. If you look at your watch and say, oh, I didn't thank the Lord at 7 o'clock today. He wants your heart to be in a posture of thankfulness and appreciation But just know how loving he is towards you. Know how good he is, that he just wants to take all these problems from you so that you are focused more on him than you are of the problems. Verse 7, I am as a wonder and surprise to many, but you are my strong refuge. My mouth shall be filled with your praise and with your honor all the day. Cast me not off nor send me away in the time of old age. Forsake me not when my strength is spent and my powers fail. For my enemies talk against me, those who watch for my life consult together, saying, God has forsaken him, pursue and persecute and take him, for there is none to deliver him. Verse 12, O God, be not far from me. O my God, make haste to help me. Let them be put to shame and consumed, who are adversaries to my life. Let them be covered with reproach, scorn, and dishonor, who seek and require my hurt. But I will hope continually, and will praise you yet more and more. My mouth shall tell of your righteous acts, and of your deeds of salvation all the day, for their number is more than I know. I will come in the strength, and with the mighty acts of the Lord God. I will mention and praise your righteousness, even yours alone. O God, you have taught me from my youth, and hitherto have I declared your wondrous works. Yes, even when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not, but keep me alive until I have declared your mighty strength to this generation and your might and power to all that are to come. Verse 19, Your righteousness also, O God, is very high, reaching to the heavens. You who have done great things, O God, who is like you, or who is your equal? You who have shown us all troubles, great and sore, will quicken us again and will bring us up again from the depths of the earth. Increase my greatness, my honor, and turn and comfort me. I will also praise you with the harp, even your truth and faithfulness, O my God. Unto you will I sing praises with the lyre, O Holy One of Israel. My lips shall shout for joy when I sing praises to you and my inner being, which you have redeemed. My tongue also shall talk of your righteousness all the day long, for they are put to shame, for they are confounded, who seek and demand my hurt. So I'm hoping that some of you who may have somebody trying to do something against you felt comfort with that chapter today, because as you seek the Lord's refuge, as you seek his strong tower, as you commit your heart to him and dwell in the secret place of the Most High, You will be protected from all evil. And remember, this is an Old Testament chapter where David did not comprehend the new identity in Christ like we do today. We know in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ the Messiah, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. So not only do we have the benefits of Psalm 71 from the Old Testament with the ability to seek the Lord and he be our strong tower, but now because 
we have given our life to Christ, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all indwell us. Not just that, we are seated in Christ in heavenly places. We have been raised from the dead, from our old body. We are being recreated new. Our spirit has been recreated by the Lord, and now we exist with Him in heavenly places, seated next to the Father. We are far above all evil. We are far above lack. Because we are in heavenly places, because we are in His kingdom, we have an inheritance of the Lord's kingdom. That means we have an inheritance of all things that oppose lack, all things that oppose sickness and disease. We have the Lord's stripes at the whipping post. We have divine health available to us. All we have to do is believe and we receive. So just by you listening to this word today, you have been receiving life because Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So you've been receiving life. The body pains that you were having should be gone right now in the name of Jesus. But remember that you are seated in heavenly places. You are no longer suffering. You are no longer suffering in lack. If you're suffering in your body, I speak life to your body today, and I command all sickness and disease to go now from you in Jesus' name, from head to toe, go. All cancer, go in Jesus' name. All problems with your organs, go in Jesus' name. Life to your eyesight. I bind diabetes. I bind glaucoma. I bind arthritis out of you. I command it out of you, all of it, out of you now in Jesus' name. I set you free by the name of Jesus only. In Jesus' name, you are set free. You are no longer captive. I encourage you to continue to seek the Lord with all of your heart, placing burdens upon his feet daily. If one comes towards you, lay it down. The Bible says, once and for all, we need to cast our cares. So the goal is to get to the point where you're no longer having to do this because when you start to see a burden coming upon you, you say, no, that's not going to be a burden. This is going to be easy. So it doesn't become a burden. But if you have burdens, place them at his feet today in the name of Jesus. I encourage you, and you're going to do very well in this. You're going to be fine. You're doing well. In the name of Jesus, I thank the Lord for this radio station today. I thank the Lord for you, precious soul, today. I pray that this message is helpful to you. And if you need any prayer, please get in touch with us at our website, tog.world, touchofgod.world, or call us at country code 1-407-705-3151. And until next week, you have a blessed week. Amen.